Good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? Welcome to the After Christ Christian Center uh, outlet tonight. And as we begin our broadcast, I just want you to tell you to get ready to pray and grab your Bibles wherever they are. Please, please get your Bibles. We want to mark these things down so you can go back and trace them later and get further extrapolation of the word so that you'll be able to theologically to be able to process all everything I'm going to throw out here tonight. We are happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. Uh, my wife is here with me, and I'm so happy that she's here praying for me. And she won't be on this evening, but she's praying for me, and that's all necessary to be. Uh, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you in this pandemic. We're, we're going through 2020. 2020 is coming to an end, but the time is not coming to an end. It never comes to an end for the believers. We're going to live forever, but you have to station yourself to know that as a fact, and as a fact, we want you to continue to pray for yourselves, pray for your family, pray for your leaders, and please pray for the Antichrist Christian Center, and please pray that I do not ever as their leader. We're here at the uh, Beatitudes, as they recall them on last week, and on last two weeks, we've been dealing with the Beatitudes. Before I get to the Beatitudes, let me let me do this, and we, uh, we're going to pray and believe God for his word, but let's put his word this time before our prayer. Uh, as you grab your Bibles and go to Matthews, please go to Matthews uh, 5 and 5 is going to be our lesson for this evening. And we want you to be cautious as you enter into this and see yourself as you are cautious moving into it and then release your caution, then you'll be able to be vulnerable. So we want you to be vulnerable tonight. We want you to be able to be uh, led by the Lord to do uh, kingdom recovery work, can I say, kingdom recovery work. And if we have to have a step, I believe it would be step five, confession. I, I believe if I had a step to do tonight, I would do that. But we're gonna do Bible study on tonight. I don't try to carry you through the word and for we can come up with something that is profound, something that would help you through your life and something that will continue to bless you. Now, if you would look with me, since you're open up to five, just move back up into four, and let's go to 423, just for some clarity on where we are, okay? And I'm then I'm going to come down, because our text is going to be Matthews 5 and 5. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sick and all kinds of diseases, amongst the people. So you can believe that God is still healing. I'm so glad to hear that uh, some of my sons and daughters uh, had contracted the virus, but they are healing. They are healing. And I'm confessing that they are healed and that they will be healed and that would continue to walk in the Lord's counsel in the Lord's might, knowing that he is the ultimate healer. You don't have to get well when you get ill. Can I say ill or should I say sick? Sickness and disease. The disease is just what it is. It is disease. It's disease in your body. Your body is fighting uh, to to maintain its health. And as God has blessed you, you will maintain your health. To so all those out there, if I don't get a chance to pray for the sick and afflicted, I'm praying for you now that you will recover. And it, and it goes on to say in 24. So then his friend, then his fame went out through all, all Samaria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptic, ap ap 
I'm missing that word. Those that would have fits and those that, that were paralyzed and he brought them and he healed them. Uh, so we, we look at the God and he heals all manner of our sickness and disease. And Isaiah has said that he was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquity, chastisement of our pieces upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. And we want to continue on to be healed, not only in our physical, but in our spiritual and in our natural body. Those things that come upon us just naturally, we want to be healed from them. And what when I say naturally, thoughts that you have can give you dis-ease in your mind. And don't have to be mental illness, but just thoughts that could come to your mind that won't be that which is of the Lord, that, that of which is either of you or of Satan that might cause you to error. So we don't want you to error. Great, great multitudes followed him from Galilee and from Damascus, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. Matthew 5, seeing the multitude, he went up into the mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. You, you must understand, when people see healing, they come from all over to be healed. There's all manners of sickness and disease still here in America, even with this pandemic. It is around the world. People are looking for an answer. They're, they're, looking for, they're looking for a vaccine, something that could kill it all. Well, the major vaccine is the Lord himself. The timing of the Lord, your time here on earth, what you do with your time here on earth is important. It is so important that you understand that you only have a season to be here and to recognize that God is God and to recognize him the beauty of holiness and to be empowered by the Holy Spirit is a great gift from God that God gives. God gives us this great gift uh, of the Holy Spirit and, uh, and of his presence in our lives so that we can perform that which he has called for us to do. They thronged him. They pressed in on him. I taught on Sunday about the woman that had the issue of blood, how she had to make her way through the crowd to get to him just to touch the hem of his garment. But before then, we had the demoniac, which was in the, in the wilderness. And the demoniac, had he was what we call the one that was possessed with many devils. Uh, and Jesus cast out the many devils from him, and he was then freed, and they went into the swine. You know the story. And then uh, we went on to uh, the woman that pressed him with throng that touched him in his garment. And she said, he says to her, who has touched me? And he realized that virtue, power to heal sickness had went out of his body. And his, his disciples were amazed and they looked at him. And then you, he went on to take care of Jairus's daughter who had died and he raised her from the dead. So we had here, demon were cast out. We had uh, Jairus, we had uh, Jairus, we had, uh, the woman with the issue, she was healed. We had Jairus' daughter and who came back from the dead. So those three things that we dealt with on Sunday, those three things, keep those in your mind as we go into the word of God. Because now he's in, he's on top of the mountain. He's beginning to speak to the multitude and then people just follow him all over. If you had the power to heal, people would follow you, you all over. Sometimes I hear that uh, different ones have the, the gift of healing. I believe that God grants unto them a move of God and not just the gift of healing. I don't think no one can really cover that gift. I believe that God can give it to anyone. He, he can use a child to lay hands and, and if that's who he wants to be healed. It is the will of God that we must recognize that men use in order for fame and for fortune. But to use it for fame and fortune, that's out of order. 
we should use God's praise. And the more you God blesses you, the more humbler, humbler, and humbler you should become. Because to use his spirit, not wisely, as many that I have seen that are proclaiming to be God and the liturgies, but they don't possess the power of the Holy Spirit. And you won't find them being having the qualities of the Beatitudes. So let's take a look and see what some of the qualities of the Beatitudes are. Here you have, it says in three, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Four, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Five, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Let's stop right at five. Meek, and the reason I gave you such a long interlude to this, because no one really likes to hear that you're a meek person. You know, a lot of times they say it and meek don't mean weak. And it sounds like we have been taught that meek means weak. No, meek does not really mean weak. And, and it says, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Wow, the earth. And I looked at it and I said, okay, what, what, what is this? When will we possess the earth? Well, that's so many events have to happen before we really inherit the earth and come back. But inheriting the earth as a person and being spiritually minded while we yet live, what we produce on earth will carry us to our heavenly throne. I'm not going to, uh, I might as well. Let's, let's do it. It will carry you to the gifts that we will, will be receiving at one of the judgment, at the Bema Sea judgment. Uh, we, we will receive our gifts there as the church. And we want to be there so we can reign with Jesus. Let, let me continue on here. It says, uh, shall inherit the earth, the meek. Again, that, that word, that word meek didn't really sit well with me. You know, I said, I'm, I'm doing all right. I don't have to be meek. I want to be big and I want to be bad. And I want to have control over the things I do, over the things I say. I, I want to be powerful. I want to be rich. I had all these things in my mind for me to do while I was on earth. But God had to develop in me a spirit of meekness. Let's see what the meekness means as I looked it up. Patience. I had to first be patient with myself that I could come into the knowledge of who God wanted me to be. So first, you've got to put yourself down there. Just write self on some paper there. Self. So who are you? What are you? First of all, what what, what is your chemical makeup of? Where do you come from? You'll find it in Genesis. We don't have time to go there today. What, 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 what is my body com composed of that, that, that God can heal it when it's not doing what he designed for it to do because I have dis-ease in my body. I'm not eased because I am sick and afflicted and that makes me have dis-ease. So you can see that God can bring you back into order. God, God deals with our minds, our wills, and our emotions. God deals with us he, in this beauty of holiness. And we have to understand that his spirit is holy. So his spirit being holy, that is the power of the Holy Ghost. You know, the scripture that said, I will not leave you comfortless. When Jesus is telling them about he must die and he must be rose again. He must raise up again. And he has this authority to put his life down and to take it back up. So he was God in the flesh. So now he's going to leave us God in the spirit, Holy Spirit, which came in the book of Acts. And as we look here in Matthew, I, I, let me bring out a point about Matthew. 
Okay, Matthew is a Jew. Okay, and he's speaking to the Jewish nation. We are engrafted into the knowledge of these Beatitudes by Paul because the whole gospel is submitted uh, to the church. We are understanding wise, going back in time and looking what God gave to the Jews to bring to the Gentile nation what we are of. We are either a Jew or you are a Gentile. So you have to look at who God is speaking to. And while he's speaking to the Jews, we could cover that gift that he gives to them, even down to the point of Abraham. So uh, now I don't want to be difficult, but let me stop here just, just for a moment. Uh, when the Jews, when he gave them the tabernacle, when he gave them the temple, he gave them how to wash the, the, their sacrifices, and they gave them how to be clean with what they ate. They only ate parts of the body and parts of the body of the lambs, parts of the bodies of the, of the sheep, parts of the bodies of, of, the, of, the, of the cattle. There were certain things that they could not eat, and this because of their sanitation. They had sanitation skills uh, to take care of their own bodies, to take care of what they ate. God gave them sanitation skills, and I want you to get all these things in your mind before I get back into to the being into the meekness. Know the people. If you don't know the people, you won't understand what he's saying. Sometimes you have to understand the character of the nation that he's speaking to in order to get the right concept of why he's saying what he's saying. He's going to bring his son through a sanctified nation that he had already sanctified and taught them how to use sanctified way, set apart ways. When Paul goes to the goes to the nations, these are like, uh, lack of a better word, heathens. They, they, they wasn't the cleanest people in the world. They, 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 they didn't have the, the order that God had given to the Jews for sanctification. I just wanted to drop that in there for you to get an idea of when God says uh, to us, he says to us, um, uh, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. So I, I want to go on with that. Let me just go on with that. So the idea of, of being meek is uh, the word carries the idea of uh, self-discipline. Um, it also carries the word of humility, humility and self-discipline. You know, you have to be able to discipline yourself. You know, um, a lot of times when your parents will give you a spanking, they're disciplining you. You get to a certain age, that you, that you must uh, say, well, to your parents, uh, I don't need a whooping anymore. I can discipline myself. And that's being nice. I, <laughs> I think my last whooping, I was about 16 years old. And I asked my father, I said, who whoops you? He says, a man must learn how to whip himself. You must learn how to bring yourself under. You, there's some things that you just can't let control you. Well, how, why are you saying that, uh, Rudy? Listen, I tried it all. I, I tried it all. I tried it all. And I can't find nothing no greater, no better than the Lord Jesus Christ himself in my life with the power of the Holy Ghost that helped me. It, it is a helper. God, he said, I'll send you another, another what? Another helper to comfort you. Now, in my comforting, it means that I had to put down this order of things that are coming against my mind to tell me who I am and ask God, who am I? And why am I here? And what is my purpose? And I had to be able to receive what he's saying, but I received it in my spirit. I received it by the Holy Ghost because I had been born again according to my faith. According to my faith, be it unto me, God says. So it, by me being willing and it made me able to do what I had to do. But first I had to become willing, willing to do what? Be, be self-disciplined. 
it's an idea, but you have to bring that idea into fruition to be able to be self-disciplined in your humility, in your humanity. Uh, meekness shows this. It, it, this is what, after the inward process is going on uh, of your self-discipline, then this comes out to show you what self-discipline is. As Jesus is speaking, blessed are the meek. <laughs> it, it means patient. You, you have to be patient. Sometimes you have to be patient with God and you have to go, yeah, it says, ah, my old folks, let me, let me run on to see what my end is going to be. But you have to know that we don't have an end. We have an expected end of transition into death, but right immediately we go into life. So there is a life after death. So we must be born again to be born again of the spirit, to be born of the flesh, and it takes us into being born of the spirit. It says, you be patient with the Holy Spirit. It can't just come to you and tell you everything at once. It busts you wide open. <laughs> it's so much, it's so much. But you have to be patient with God. And as you move in the situation, God moves in the situations with you to bring you to an expected end of that problem to bring you into prosperity, what he would have you to be. Uh, it teaches you how to resist, resist, resist. You have to be able to resist the things of the world that will take you away from your future, your expected end. You hear me say that a million times tonight. Uh, your expected end. There's an end that God has for you. Each one of us is are different. Your DNA. Some of us, are we, our DNAs are possibly close, but none of us are an exact match. Your fingerprints. Your fingerprints are everybody's different. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing how God can do that to make each one of us different. And it tells us in the word of God, he knows even the hairs on your head are numbered. How, how, we're not going to even get into how the Holy Spirit does these things because they're miraculous and it's marvelous and it's marvelous in my eyes. By being filled with the spirit. And that's a constant feeling. That, that's, that's day and night. That's day and night. Uh, bringing yourself under, trying to help yourself to become Patient, patient in what? Resisting, uh, showing meekness in, in your spirit. And then you have submission. Submission to what? To the word of God. You can't do nothing. You can't perform anything until the, the, you are noticing and know standing upon the scriptures that you are being obedient to the Holy Spirit and being filled with the spirit. Then you can say to the word of God, knowing that the spirit of God is the word of God. And when the spirit speaks to you, you can find it in the scriptures. If you can't find it in the scriptures, then it's not God. You're speaking to yourself. <laughs> so let the Holy Spirit bring you on the submission. How does it bring you on the submission? Well, you need a prayer life. Prayer to me is more than just talking. That's the baby. That's when you first come in. Now, I just want to talk to you, Lord. But when you when you come in and be with God a while, God wants you to bring you so that you can be spirit-filled and spirit-led because you know the word of God. And you have now got to become a word person. You have now got to to pray and to study, to make sure that you're still in line with what you're hearing. The devil is a deceiver. He can sound like God to you if you don't know God. But if because he, he will please you and everything God has to say to you is not always pleasant. Sometimes he's going to come with a word of discipline and you must line yourself up line upon line and precept upon precept because you know the word of God. And that's this is another way that you know that it is God, because you if you study his word and try to perform it, 
but you need the Holy Ghost to bring discipline to what you're praying for so that when you when it comes, you'll recognize the gift. A lot of times there are false gifts that come to us only to take you away from what you really are desiring. Wait upon the Lord and he will renew your spirit. You have to be able to know when newness is coming and not get caught up in the old. So many of us get, get caught up at one plateau and don't want to move from there. But there's always higher and higher and higher. And when it go higher, the greatness of that word says, and deeper in the depths, deeper in the depths of the water so you can be submerged. It's like baptism. You, you have to die to things in order to maintain enough to understand that you have been buried with Christ and now you are able with the by the power of the Holy Spirit to be raised with Christ and it is the freedom that it brings that you are able to be raised with our great God <laughs> and it says it says to be able to be calm not always all over the place not not always always jumping I love a high praise service I love the shout I love the dancing from the Lord but it comes time that I had to sit down shut up and listen and hear what the Lord is saying. That is why my, my, my spiritual father used to love to hear, have a person come up, speak in tongues, but he wouldn't move the service until an interpretation of that tongue came to that service. And then if that tongue came, we will wait on another tongue to confirm that tongue to make sure that we're still hearing from God. There's no more than three. But we have to know that we are hearing from God. And how do we know that we are hearing from God? By those of us have had sit down to become meek enough to hear the word of God, to interpret it properly to you so that you later on in your life are able to do that. You cannot come in being the greatest one in the room. You cannot come in being that one that, that has full authority. It is the Holy Spirit that has full authority. I, I said one time that if you're the smartest one in the room, you don't need to be in that room, but you'll never be the smartest one in the room when the Holy Ghost is there. Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I will be there also. So if the power of the Holy Ghost is there, you'll never be the one that is the greatest one in the room. So stop letting people usurp authority over you because they might know a little more than you, but they might not have the heart of compassion, the meekness that you have to begin grafting to you a word that you can step out on and understand the fundamentals of the word so that you can practice Christianity, but you can practice holiness and sanctification. We, we have to go on. I, I have to go on. I have to go on. And something is pushing me now. It says uh, that you can be uh, able to remain calm, powerless. Wow, wow. There's that word. Not weakness, but powerlessness. And not powerlessness to the things of this world, but powerlessness to the things of God. You know, what are you saying? If I have, uh, may I uh, say, if I had a problem with alcohol, I had an addiction. I didn't have the ability to, to come out from it. So I had to become powerless over that word when it speaks to my spirit that touches my my. Can I say my activate my activator <laughs> to activate me so that I wanted to move in the direction of alcohol, uh, my favorite drink. I can want it to move in the way of vodka, for I can feel that spirit. I like being there in my comfort zone. That was my other lover, but I had sometimes to say, "Hold up, now, other lover, I got to divorce you. I got to be powerless over that love I have for you." And I had to be powerless over the addiction that I have for you. I had to be powerless over that relationship.
that I have with you. And whatever thing that was your thing become powerless over the relationship that you have with it to be able to break and sever the chains of unholiness, that thing of wickedness that will tell you that you're great and you know nothing of God. You know of the God of this world, but you don't know the God of his world. And notice I say of this world and his world. You must understand that the God of his world is both heaven and earth. And nothing, 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 nothing is beyond him and nothing is before him. He's God himself and he is almighty. Let's see here. It says, um, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. The, meek con uh, the meekness means control strength. Okay. And what we want to go down here, we want to be patient with our strong. We say, then we want to be submitted. Then we're able to be calm. And, that, and that's hard. That's hard to be calm in a time of trouble, especially when you're a fighter. You know, especially when you're, you're used to jumping up and, and just taking care of your business, however it is, you're not always with a lick, but sometimes with your mouth, your mouth can cut just as fast as your knife. But sometimes you have to be able to be submissive and take something, uh, 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 the way of power is handling something with tenderness and divine order. You have to be able to handle your business and still not be persecuted in the world. God is not a weak God. He's a champion. He'll go before you. Know that every time that you stand up for him, he's standing up for you. Let's look at Psalms 25. Let's go there, if you will. I'm going to leave what I was talking about there for a minute, only to bring this in. And if you allow me, I think that we can get something from this. If you will study it out for yourself, I'm only going to be the introducer tonight and not the, not the teacher. He is the Holy Ghost. He is our teacher. Okay, the Psalms 20, 25, 9, 10, and 13. Uh, where are we at? 9, 25, 9. Uh, 9, here's a, the, are you there? Are you there with me? Okay, let me come back into the frame. Are you there? It says, the humble, he guides in justice. And the humble, he teaches his way. Now, in that humility that we were talking about, and, and the meekness that, he, that we're talking about, you have to be spirit-led so that you can be able to be teachable. You have to be able to know when to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due season. What messed me up was that due season. I wanted to be exalted. I wanted cars. I wanted houses. I wanted money. I wanted women. I wanted whatever exotic thought I had come to my mind. I wanted that. So God has to teach me now what humility is how to humble myself unto him at all times, not just when I'm in the church building, at all times, not when I'm at work, at all times, when I'm talking to people that I think are better than me, that are greater than me, have more money than me, at all times. You have got to understand there is no greater person in the room other than the Holy Spirit and you when you're there because your life means just as much as their life to God. So sometimes don't let people be in authority over you to take your mind away from the superpower. I don't like the word super. It'll take you away from the divine power of the Holy Spirit. You, you have to be able to know that God is still there in a the room lifting you up. Where am I? Here again. All paths of the, of the Lord are merciful and true to such as keep his covenant and his and his testimonies. You have got to learn how to keep his covenant. His covenant is that Bible. If I'm from cover to cover, 
You have you got to be in covenant with it. That means that you are in such an agreement with it. If you say that you're in covenant with someone, that means you'll die for them. I'm in covenant with my wife. That means I have to die for her. And I'm in covenant with my children. I got to die for them. It's, that word covenant means more than you, you hear people kicking it around in the church. I'm in covenant with you. Yeah, but you're persecuting me as soon as I turn my back. Oh, that else, he thinks he's something. So that's not in covenant. That covenant is that he's serving the Lord. I went to prayer. I prayed with him. I want to go back. I want to be strong in the Lord. And as we come together and touch and agree, we can believe God for anything. That's covenant, brethren. Covenant, brothers, if you need something, I got it. I'm going to share with you. That's covenant. We have to watch that word when we hear covenant. And don't use it unwisely. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquities. For it is great. My iniquities were great. My inward sin, those things that come against my mind, my will, and my emotion, and my thoughts, they'll bring me, take me from uh, unholiness to unholiness to unholiness. Now I've got to deal with meekness to bring that unholiness and unholiness back to divine order so that I can live sanctified, upright before my God because I have worked on myself. You have to work on yourself. You have to work on yourself. You have to work on yourself. Stop trying to follow a man or a woman because you believe that they're more saved than you can. That's a bad way of saying something. More saved than you. How can somebody be more saved than you? You have the same anointing. You have the same thing working in you. You might not have studied as much. You might not have listened as much. But if they're trying to usurp authority of the world over you, no, it's not in divine order. One person has authority over you, and his name is Jesus Christ. Let me go here and, and continue. Just for one more. One more. Um, it says, for your name's sake, oh God, pardon my iniquities, for it is great. Who is the man that fears the Lord? Shall Him shall he teach the ways he chooses for himself shall dwell in prosperity and his descendants shall inherit the earth. And that's enough. Wow. My God, my God. If you allow God, he'll bring you into prosperity. Many people think that prosperity means that they are just have to become rich. No, you don't. You'd be surprised what come, becoming rich. Rich really mean rich in spirit, rich in heart, rich in with, with charitable things. And, and there's a word, uh, e, 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 for you, Elisa Moneri. And I looked it up. It's E L E E M O S Y N A R Y. It means charitable. You, you, you have to become charitable with discipline. You have to be charitable toward one another with discipline. So if you're meek, you, you have to be charitable. If, if you have the promise of God in your heart, if God has renewed you, if God has begun to change you and do a work in your life, know that he is able to perform what he has started. He will complete it. When you get home, read 1 John 1, 8 and 10. If you're already at home, write that down. 1 John 1, 8 and 10. It says, if he, we claim to be without sin, uh, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So if you're sinning, if you don't want to be meek, if you if, if you don't understand the process uh, of becoming meek, and if you don't understand uh, uh, what it is to be you, ask God. Ask God first. You then go to others. You know, you, you, you want to go to others, uh, what can I do to do this? You're going to get some, you're going to get some advice, but is it the advice for you? You must be able to go to God and understand when God speaks, he is the supreme authority. He's the supreme authority over your life and whoever else on this earth walking around their life too. We're all going to have to answer to him. 
Be the one that be when he sees you, be able to say, my servant, well done, enter into the joy of the Lord. And after Christ, we have been many different things many, to help you. We have we have many ministries that, that set up, and I guarantee you that one of those ministries could help you. So continue to listen to our podcast and broadcast, but continue to hear what we're saying. We're going to take it from the word of God. We're going to shout upon his promises, and we're going to try to tell you the truth. We're going to continue on next Wednesday with, with, the, with the word of the Beatitudes. Please go into Matthew 5 and begin to read them and begin to study them. So when I begin to, to expel on them, know when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you so that you begin to extrapolate what is good for your life, not just good for my life. It has been great for my life. It has taken me out of utter darkness. And I think that's the name of, of, of Pam's book. It has taken me out of utter darkness, brought me into his marvelous light. I had left that other lover that I mentioned to you when I first began. That other lover had control of me, that, but I had to loose that. I had to divorce it. And after I had to divorce it, then I had to separate myself from it and never to go back into it again because it's only waiting for an opportunity to knock me off again. Because it had me in such a tight hole, I was on my way to hell and without passing go if you play Monopoly. <laughs> God bless, God bless, God bless all of you. God bless all y'all. I hope I didn't go too fast. Sometimes I just uh, I get pushed and I just want it all out at one time. Be meek. Be meek. Know that it is God. It's not us. It's God. Don't worry about the pandemic. Don't worry about uh, the, the presidential race. Don't, don't worry about government. God is the ultimate government. God can use whoever he wants to use. Don't you ever forget that. It is not a man that can stop what God has already put in process. They might come to your life, but in the beauty of meekness, excuse yourself from that. Do not argue about it. Don't get into conversations about what's happening down here on earth. Let's, let's keep our minds stayed on those things which are above. Let's treat one another with love. After Christ, I love you. Uh, I am, I'm up. I feel like doing war against the enemy. I'm going to pray. I'm going to leave off here now and and uh, be able to sit back and relax the rest of the day and think about how great my God is. Pray my spirit always be open to hear from God. And I pray your spirit always will be open to hear from God. That's going to take meekness, self-discipline, 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 self-discipline. You don't have to call nobody and say, hey, I feel like doing this today. Self-discipline. Oh, I, 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 he has control over me. Self-discipline. Uh, uh, my true nature is that of sin. Self-discipline. So I'm telling you today, self-discipline. Father, I thank you. Uh, we give you honor. We give you glory. In the name of Yahshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. Jesus, we need you every hour of our life. Help us to walk by faith and not by sight. Help us, God to be strong in the Lord and the power of your might. Help us, God, to understand how to be how be humble to you, but humility be that quiet strength that we possess. He who is God, Holy Ghost, possess us. Give us the evidence of speaking with other tongues, God. Give us a prayer life. Teach us how to pray according to your word. Teach us how to pray scripture back to you, not nonsensical as babes, God. But give us to teach your word. Give us to be strong in your Lord. God, if we're an intercessor, God, teach us how to intercede for others. God, and I cover right now after Christ, as I intercede for them, I ask God that you dispatch your angels to do warfare in the heavenlies, over their house, over their doorposts, God, 
Be there, God, to lay the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ so the deaf angel will pass over. Sickness and disease must go from their homes now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We break yokes right now in the name of Jesus. Yokes of the world that will come upon your people, God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We bring into captivity every thought, God, now to the obedience of Christ. That God, he who was crucified, he who was buried, and he who is now risen, and he who sits at the right hand of the Father, make an intercessor for the prayer. So I pray to him in his name. In his name, God, in his name is miracles. In his name, God was Rudy. I thank you, God, for my, my healing, my salvation. Thank you, God, for dying for me. Thank you for the stripes that you've taken from me. Thank you, God, for a changed life that you gave to me. Thank you, God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God. And use me as one of your weapons or one of your instruments, God. But let me always be meek and holy, all right, walking uprightly before you. Give me to know the counsel that you would have me to have. In Jesus' name, give them to understand who they are. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. No weapon, God. I speak health. I speak prosperity to those, God, that are sick and afflicted. That they will rise up in the newness of day. That they will receive out of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ah, weapons to fight that. God, give us to be, give us to be bloodslingers. <laughs> and to bring us into holiness. Keep us, God, in your presence. Keep our hearts well with you. Give us to be obedient. Give us to be obedient to your word. And God, for your promise, we look forward to divine health. In Jesus' name, go in peace. Do serve the Lord and live holy.